Hi everyone, this is Trish Kendall, your host for the Choose and Become interview series. People around the world ask me to share more of my journey to enduring success. More stories, more of my lessons, more of my experiences. There's only so much I can share during an inspirational speech or while facilitating a workshop or even through blogs. So here you go. In these Trish Kendall Speaks episodes, I give you short, impromptu, candid, raw me. Come along with me as I continue my journey to enduring success. Hi everyone, this is Trish Kendall with Choose and Become for another Trish Kendall Speaks episode. So often I get the question, Trish, how did you create such professional success? And as you can imagine, that's a really hard question to answer in its totality. Uh, So I am going to, in these TKS episodes, begin to or try to answer that. And and for for today, I want to focus on perhaps... uh, my definition of professional success, which has evolved over time. And now when people ask me, Trish, how did you become so professionally successful? I I know, and they've said this, oh my gosh, you you came from nothing. You were a poor, welfare, crystal meth addict, almost killed yourself no college degree, and now you run your own company, you've you've been a partner at consulting firms, you make a ton of money, you have everything that you want, people want you to work with them, you know, it's, it's the definition of professional success on paper is all those things, right? It is. I uh, have, I make great money. Uh, How about this? Since 1997, which was only three years from the moment I pulled the last needle out of my vein, since 1997, I have earned, my earnings have put me in the top 1% of the country. And it's been that way ever since. So absolutely that is professional success. But for my definition of success, and it was a journey to get there, But if I try to do it just in a nutshell, is that I love what I do. I love who I do it with and for, and I love what I earn. Now, I will tell you, my career decisions along the way have always been driven by, do I love what I'm doing and then love who I do it with? And because those two things have been my anchor points together, the love what I'm earning what I earned, I loved it (laughs) because the trifecta of those three, love what I do, love who I do it with and for, and ultimately that created the love of what I was earning. But I'm going to tell you along the way, my definition of professional success didn't start there and it has evolved. So let me tell you a little bit about that. So That next point of success being money is I ended up landing an outside sales job for Aetna Health Insurance. And let me be clear, I didn't know how to spell HMO. 
I didn't know how to spell PPO. Didn't know it. I didn't have health insurance. So like knew nothing. And I am going to tell you how I got this job, but this is what my, this is what my pay was. $18,000, a company car, a Dodge Stratus, health insurance, and gas for that car and commissions. I don't even know what commissions were, but $18,000 a year, a Dodge Stratus with gas and health insurance. I was literally the richest person in the world. That is the richest to this day I have ever been. I thought that was professional success. I, I was blown away. And then they sent me to a five-week intensive sales training session in Connecticut. I, I was like, oh my God. So that was a big point of success. From there, from there, my professional success evolved even more because what I realized at Aetna is that my performance, which I, which my work ethic, my work ethic, my sales skills, um, maybe my mindset, my tenacity, that it, that all came from how I grew up, the shit that I endured, and coupled with what I learned at Gold's Gym. So all of this went together to where I was able to excel at Aetna. I was a direct sales rep selling direct uh, to employers in the market, which meant cold calling, which meant, you know, go, go into employers' offices and, and all, the, all this stuff. It's all direct and all cold calling. And what I realized is my effort and, and, and what I put into it what I got back was accolades from my boss, his boss, and even the peers around me. Because all of a sudden my sales, you know, like on the sales chart back then, there was a, a poster, a poster or whatever on the wall. So when you would walk back and forth from the hallway, you would see the rankings, each person and where they were for the week. My name started to go up and to go up and to go up. And what I, what I realized is as my selling efforts, and back then it was within that role, it was very much a numbers game. How many people am I calling? How many people, how many employers am I calling? How many employers am I going to visit? Uh, when do I hit the road? You know, it was, it was all a numbers game. My sales, career shifted from that dramatically to be more uh, strategic and consultative, but then it was a numbers game. And so I, I was like, oh, if I call a hundred people versus 50, there's that, because it was just a lot of large numbers, if you will, the, the, the more, more activity drove more sales at the time. So I started seeing my name go up. And I was like, oh, that feels good. I was proud. I, it, it, it ignited me to even work harder and do more. And the secondary success to that was money, more money. Because 
when I told you my, you know, the richest I was was $18,000 in a Dodge Stratus, there was commissions associated with that, but I couldn't even comprehend commissions or how commissions are calculated or bo bonuses. Like none of that was even in, couldn't even understand it. And then all of a sudden, like, as my name is going up, my paycheck is going up. And that's where in 1997, I earned, you know, my earnings set me to be in the 1% of the country. And then, you know, just continue to excel and continue from there. That point of success at that point, at that point of success at that time was winning, winning. My name being up there high on the chart was, oh my God, Trish, you're so professionally successful. How did you get to the top of the chart? That was my definition. And, and being at the top of the chart, the other thing that happened there is I uh, like won awards you know, best salesperson of the year or the top, you know, whatever president's club and you go on this trip and you do that. And so that was amazing and, and awesome. But the next evolution, the next point of success was that I, from that, I'll just call it, call it top of the chart success and my work ethic you know, my work ethic, my sales skills, my tenacity, all of those things that my bosses would, would always say, those things coupled together and the compilation of that led to uh, even a, a different and, and I'm going to say, I don't want to use the word greater opportunity than what I was doing, but from a career standpoint that moved me forward, Aetna then put me in another higher level position where I sold to and, and created enduring relationships with brokers and producers and consultants in the Chicago market. And that was a big deal because I was uh, the youngest person in the, in the role. It was a large group market role. I was the youngest. I had no track record. So usually the evolution there is you, you sell the brokers in a smaller market, then the leads to the big market, da, 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 da. But I leaped from direct selling to this, you know, broker sales role in the key accounts national market. And I think some people around me weren't very nice or happy about that leap. <laughs> but my bosses, you know, they gave me the opportunity because they knew that I was going to do what it took to excel. And so that point of success then was really role related. You know, it was, um, it wasn't more money. It, it wasn't that I earned more money. You know, my base salary was a little bit more, but it wasn't that I was earning more overall in commissions, but, but it meant that I, the professional success was that I was given and entrusted uh, to be the representative, the person responsible for creating and nurturing these incredibly important relationships in a key market, Chicago. 
And I was like, this is awesome. Like nothing could, nothing could get better than this professionally. <laughs> then it just kept going. Then it just kept going. My boss at Aetna eventually ended up going to Hewitt Associates to help uh, start a spin-off or a new company that Hewitt Associates was starting called, called Sageo. And lo and behold, they needed sellers, <laughs> sellers that had direct experience, that had the mindset and the tenacity that, you know, being told no is okay, that had help, you know, the health insurance experience. So sales chart experience, so all of that. And that led me to uh, getting a coveted role, sales role for this new company and new sales team that was being launched. And, 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 and one of the things that I should say all along the way here is I don't have a college degree. And that always, um, that always was obviously a, a, a big barrier. It was a big barrier. And um, so when Aetna hired me, really it was um, Aetna and US Healthcare, which is a which was a Northeast insurance company, had come together. Aetna had acquired US Healthcare. And US Healthcare was a very uh, direct sales driven company. I'm looking at my cat right now because if you could see this, he pick this is Lily's cat. He picks up a marble. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watch this. He picks it up with his mouth. And then he drags it. That's what you were that's what you were hearing. Um so U.S. Healthcare came in. They needed direct sellers, and 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 typically in the market there weren't direct sellers. It was all through the brokers and consultants and stuff. And so I tell you that because truly the only reason that I got past not having a college degree is because U.S. Healthcare was coming in and saying, "Listen, we need people that are going to cold call and that are going to be out on the market and that have grit." And and the Aetna leadership in Chicago agreed with that wholeheartedly. And so they hired me despite not having a college degree. Fast forward, when I was going to this consulting firm, actuarial firm, outsourcing firm for this startup company underneath it, it was kind of the same thing. We need sellers. We need people that are going to hit the phone. We need people that are smart enough to learn uh, we need people that are going to build relationships with our consultants internally, the actuaries, the consultants, et cetera, that will bring them into companies. And, and even then I interviewed with like 12 people, but I was hired despite not having a college degree. And so a point of success for me was the brand prestige of the companies that hired me, you know, Aetna, huge, uh, obvious national brand name, uh, Hewitt Associates at the time, now is Aon, Aon acquired Hewitt Associates a number of years ago, you know, uh, for the time and the market and, and what we did, very prestigious. So that was like, oh, how did, 
how did you be, how did you create all of this professional success? That, that was the definition of my professional success is that I was hired by these prestigious companies. So my point of, you know, my evolution and my definition of success had evolved to that feeling of, oh my God, these companies want me. And then ultimately, ultimately, as I continued through my professional journey, uh, then the evolution, you know, or what, what it evolved to is companies seeking me. Uh, not, oh my gosh, this this company accepted me or hired me, but I had created a a brand, a Trish Trout at the time, a Trish Trout brand in the marketplace, in the industry that I worked in as a seller, as a consultative seller at that point. And then companies, leaders were seeking me. I won't ever forget the time where the the light bulb went on, it, it something switched inside of me where I realized that not having a college degree and my shitty shit 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 background wasn't uh, it wasn't a liability, it was an asset because those things made me who I am today, obviously, but even then they made me who I am. And that is what people were seeking for their sales team and and groups. And I was like, oh, okay. This is no longer a monkey on my back. This is something to embrace and and to not hide and, and, and be ashamed about. And then, then, as you can imagine, through this time, you know, I've gone from my late 20s to my 30s, now I'm 50. So through that time, the point of success became I started to teach others. I started to lead younger, uh, younger professionals. And I did that mostly informally, you know, as a, as a top seller and as a, as a, top person for the companies that I worked with, uh, I was able to informally guide and lead those younger professionals that were around me and, and mentoring them and being a person that they looked up to and being able to give back to, to a younger community, the way that so many, uh, people along my professional journey gave to me, which will be in some of my stories with future TKS episodes. So then the point of success was me being the leader, the mentor, and the satisfaction that I got from helping these younger professionals. And then finally, finally, the point of professional success has culminated all of that to launching my own business four years ago, Enduring Success Strategies, where I both help uh, companies, I work with their sales and client relationship teams to help them 
uh, enhance their mindset, skills, and behaviors around creating enduring relationships with their clients. And as this whole community knows, I'm an inspirational speaker. And so I am a sought after international inspirational speaker and facilitate inspirational relationship building, team building workshops for leaders and teams and uh, associations. And I'm doing all of this. I am. (laughs) I've built it. I made the choice. I um, am am good enough and worthy enough and and have enough to give that I'm selling, you know, me, (laughs) me to these companies versus my whole career has been I sold the company's products and services for them. Success professionally to me is that I've created the next 10 years of my professional life by launching and driving enduring success strategies. And I get to help even more people every day. As you can imagine, that when I get the question, Trish, how did you become so professionally successful? In a concise way, I articulate my definition of professional success. And my definition of professional success today is that I've always chosen to do what I love to do with people who I love to do it with. And because of those two choices, I've always loved what I've earned. I get the trifecta. I love what I do. I love who I do it with. And I love what I make because I've chosen to create that. Thank you for being along this journey with me. Choose and become.